This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. Just happened. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I think I just might have said hey twice over the podcast. Okay. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening in on episode, I believe, 64. I think we're at. We're in the 60s. Woo! Magnificent. I'm definitely having a lot of fun. Again, I'm your host, Michael Sobke. If you are just joining or tuning in for the first time, the Fit Fun Father podcast brought to you by me and just solely me and my microphone and my ability to rant to myself for myself. No, just kidding. For you guys, the people, for the people. How's everybody's week doing this way? I know you can't respond. Yay, into the microphone. Hey, Mike. You're in your car. Well, I'm good. Can't hear you. That's all good. Different form of communication. Love it, though. Love what you guys are doing. Again, we are doing the Q&A Facebook Live. Uh, so we have the, the live going. We have the podcast recording. And what I like to talk about first and foremost before we get into anything again is a couple things. I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform it is you listen to. Share it with your friends and family. Uh, get excited about it. Write a review. Put a Give me a five-star rating or, or a one-star if you don't like it. Do what you need to do. Um, but that feedback is very much appreciated in a direction to let me know what you like and what you don't like about the show. Um, today, we're going to talk about a little bit about metabolism and belly fat. Uh, a couple questions that arose on the feed, as well as kind of where the day, uh, you know, or the week is, is brought, um, where we're kind of at, um, some exciting things with me. Doing some, well, not with, I'm kind of boring, but whatever. Uh, some workouts. Again, I do the live uh, every Mondays and Fridays on Instagram at 1, between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. I think uh, mainly we're switching to 3 p.m. Mountain Central Time. Uh, just conflicting with some other things on the go. So you can join me there. Again, if you guys are interested in one-on-one coaching, you're more than welcome to just send me a DM or click the link in my bio or the link at the bottom of the show notes to get you into that area. Just you send me a quick little message. Hey, uh, can you tell me more? Hey, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe it's just a question regarding to health and fitness that you want to kind of have answered. I'll answer it, no problem. That's that's the whole point of all of this, you know, to give everything I can to you guys for free. Give it all away. Um, and in turn... If you require my guidance, then we we can go down that road. Um, but I want to make sure that all of my listeners are getting the information they need and are being 
given the tools to succeed uh, is of the utmost importance. So there's that. And then, of course, the private Facebook group that you guys can join into, ask questions, videos, talk to each other, like-minded people, a little fun environment where you guys can kind of get more in tune with the group and some of the struggles and successes that we're having. I hope everybody here are is having success. We've got the Facebook Live going right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about metabolism, like I said before. A little bit about fat, belly fat especially. Everybody wants to get rid of belly fat, right? Nobody wants to get rid of our shoulder fat, but they want to get rid of belly fat. Where are we at with the week? We're we're at Wednesday. I uh, interesting thing here. I sat. I've got this big old bin of uh, trading cards that I used to uh, collect when I was younger. You know, it was the late '80s. My dad kind of started collecting them before, but late '80s, early '90s, and I've I've just passed that whole collection on to my son to sell, basically. So kind of an entrepreneurial venture for him, where he can. He can market and sell, uh, you know, price check and even grade some of these cards because I do have some rare, really nice cards and then get them on the market and make a profit um, off of them. Obviously, anything we make is profit, but then he gets a div, a div, a div, some dividends. He gets a, a, a sector, a part of, I don't know why I can't speak very well today. I'm, I'm kind of in the zone. Anyway where he can make some money doing this. So it's kind of really a lot of fun venturing into that. I just recently, again, we talk about setting yourself up or building the foundation for uh, a successful, long-term, healthy life. But I'm trying to also build, of course, going through a major divorce and, and a massive li- some massive life-changing um, things, a little bit of a paradigm shift, uh, the financial end of it's still yet to catch up. So that's kind of the last piece of the pie for me. So I've kind of invested um, a little bit of money into the cryptocurrency world. So if you are know about the cryptocurrency world or have dove your toes into that a little bit, please, by all means, send me a DM. Um, maybe you can help me. I can help you in regards to that part of it. So I've I dipped my toes in a little bit of that. I do see the cryptocurrency being a viable and sustainable trade um, or currency in the future. I'm just, I have that vibe. So I think now is better than tomorrow to try and start investing in that part of the future. So, you know, creating more than one revenue uh, stream, maybe a little bit of passive income from that in the future. Or maybe not. Maybe it just uh, we ride this wave and it, it is what it is. But I think if you have a little bit of extra cash, um, you should definitely be trying to invest into something. Um, and I, I that's that was my pick. So that was kind of uh, a part of the week. Obviously, the weather has been very fair in the last couple of days. You're trying to get out on the golf course, um, trying to really, you know, get in tune with my swing again a lot of thoracic mobility work a lot of stability stuff so really uh catering some of my workouts to um a golf around the golf game so that's kind of interesting and uh yeah just kind of riding riding through this wave of the unknown um but dipping my toes in in all in all 
different sections and facets of whatever I can get into and that'll keep me busy and and whatnot. So lots of cool things to come in the near future uh, that I'm working on and um, hoping to to push out some of that stuff uh, in the coming months. Direction of the podcast, obviously, we do the Q&A. I will be pulling some guests for the month of June. Uh, I kind of wanted to do a little Q&A, father, um, an episode for Fathers for Fridays, Fridays for Fathers type thing. So we're going we're gonna to pivot uh, out of May and into June. We're trying to get more guests on the show um, to basically answer a lot of uh, some burning desire questions that some of you may have that maybe I can't answer. So that's kind of cool. That will be a lot of fun um, and some really, really cool whole health uh, things to look for down the road when, I, when I'm going to start getting into cataloging and doing a lot of video workout libraries, a lot of instructional, everywhere from band training to body weight training to understanding mechanics to hit cardio to steady state cardio to educational stuff. Whatever it is, I'm going to put something together for you guys in the near future and start categorizing that stuff and then giving a lot of that to you guys as well. So that's exciting news uh, for me and something to definitely work towards. But I'll I'll be completely honest. This week has kind of been one of those weeks where, you know, I'm picking away at some things, but I'm not really getting a lot done. And I don't know if you ever feel like that or get that feeling where you're just kind of like, eh. And I think it's mainly to do with kind of where we're sitting at right now with the you know the current situation and things like that. I know the reopening phase is kind of phase one reopening starts tomorrow, I believe. So some of the major restaurants are starting to open. I think hair, the um, hairdressers. Uh, stylists, things like that will start to open and will start to kind of re uh, bring back the economy or the things that we're used to doing. And, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, like I'm sure a lot of people are of uh, the change or the, or what the future holds or what we're currently doing. And, you know, a lot of us are in limbo with what the future holds. Obviously as a personal trainer, not having access to a gym is very difficult for me. It's difficult on career choices, being somebody who is so eager and looking forward to training people one-on-one in a gym environment to be like, hey, you know, your world may look more online than it does in person, which kind of bothers me. Not that I don't enjoy the online space to a degree, but it's definitely um, not my first choice. But nonetheless, you know, things will work out. The way they're supposed to work out, I believe in that. Um, I just need to get through some of the the ups and downs of, and term and the turmoil of where we are at currently, and and just push forward into the the future. All right, let's get into some of the questions. So one of the questions brought to me was, um, you know, based on belly fat. So the question was. Um, you know, how do we get rid of belly fat? And I know this question is mainly probably from guys, uh, maybe some women too, who, you know, look fairly healthy, but they got this big beer gut or, or you know, we all we put all that 
mass around the the midsection area and unfortunately for men fortunately unfortunately whichever way you want to look at it, i guess based on perspective uh, we tend to put fat around our midsection so you know love handles uh, a little bit of that lower back fat front fat around the abdominal area and gut the major reason why we do that or what is some would say some studies would say is you know we're fat deposits based on a man or a woman is based on our um, pre-conceived uh, thoughts of what our roles were in a primal sense you know hunter-gatherer type thing where we, we need um, more mobility with legs and arms we need to, you know things like that so do I do I think that's why I mean who knows the end of the day maybe there's some research to say why exactly fat but fat deposits in those particular areas but that's not everybody it doesn't mean everybody is going to be uh, putting adipose tissue in those particular areas now unfortunately for the question um it it goes back to this uh, with spot reduction you cannot spot reduce fat so when you are in the fat loss stage, uh, your body's going to burn that adipose tissue um, or I should say, you know, the energy from the fat cell from wherever it sees fit. So the answer I always give is, of course, you guys know that I always say depends with everything. Um, but consistency, patience, are the two biggest things that are going to get you to lose belly fat. And what I mean by that is you're going to have to let your body take its course as to where it's going to lose fat. Now, for a lot of people, that might be the last place to go. It may be the first to go. It may be middle of the road. You could be eight weeks into a particular diet. You're, you're, you're destined to get rid of the body fat, the belly fat. But somebody even like myself... To lose the lower abdominal area, I am literally already at that 12%-ish type body fat where it's like literally the last thing to go. It's like I am not letting go of this abdomen. I got these little fat cells there like, nope, we, we're comfortable here. This is the five-star hotel. We ain't, nope, we're not coming off. So for me to get rid of belly fat, just means I have to kind of just continually be consistent with my diet. I need to consistently be in that caloric deficit. And we don't need to have a large caloric deficit to make these changes. Again, we can make subtle changes that are not going to dramatically affect the way we eat over the course of the day, which is very important as well. With the consistency aspect of dieting, if you can't be consistent or are not willing to be consistent, then potentially subtle changes have to be made to create better habits uh, and behaviors so that you can be consistent. I hope that makes sense. So we want to we get rid of belly fat. We want to get rid of all that stuff. We're going to need to start somewhere, benchmark a understanding of where our calories or our BMR or basal metabolic rate is, sits currently. And this kind of transitions into metabolism. Metabolism as well as and the topic around metabolism and I'll kind of transition into that so we are maybe 
our output. So when we talk BMR, we talk the calories it requires for you to breathe and think. That's about it. All right. Then we have on top of that, you know, our our uh, exercise or our movement. Um, and then we kind of, you know, there's always a formula that we can kind of baseline. Everybody's going to be different, but there's always a place where we baseline. Okay, what's your activity level? Are you working out twice a week? Do you walk? Do you are, are you very sedentary? Kind of what do you what is a a snapshot of your lifestyle? Based on that, we make a little bit of a calculation based on your age, your height, um, and we make a little calculation. Then we test that. We we try and get that person in and around those amount of calories. We want to up the nutritional foods. You know, a lot more vegetables, more phytonutrients. Um, you know, lean meats, things like that. Eliminate the processed foods. Get nice, clean, healthy eating. And then we track that over time. So we want to be consistent with what we're eating. We want to stay. And, and listen, I'm going to just back up here real quickly. For those of you who are just starting or are looking to lose weight, you do not particularly have to measure and weigh everything out. But... It's a good place to go to be as accurate as possible. What I mean by that is there's a lot of people out there that can we can suffice coaching through understanding portion sizes, reading food labels, things like that, and then still have them lose weight, still creating better habit choices. But as we graduate through that, as we start to build uh, um, more an, of an understanding of how our food and our nutrition work, then... We should dive into the calculated part. And the reason I say that is because the numbers are so important when it comes to problem solving. If you're consistently eating 1,800 calories per se on a consistent basis and your weight does not go down, then we need to reduce those calories, which would indicate to me either you're um, right at where you're supposed to be or your maintenance level or maybe a slight a uh, bit higher now very important we go about it like this because there's always a 20 percent, roughly a 20 percent discrepancy on food labels when it comes to calories so if you pick up a can of beans and the calorie content is 100 it very well could be 120 or it could be 80 all right there are a, a there is a bit of variance so when you're measuring and you're weighing and you're tracking then it, there's consistency based off of that 20% de- deviation. It doesn't matter now because you're consistently eating that food. You're consistently counting those calories. And we make a more of an accurate depiction of that. Now, we want to reduce calories very slowly. So if we go from 18, I would normally go from maybe 18 to, say, 16 or 17, maybe a 200-calorie deficit monitor that over the next couple of weeks there's always that lagging effect the first couple of days where we're manipulating maybe water levels uh, hydration things like that you might notice a very high increase of weight loss in the beginning and then it kind of tapers off but we want long-term sustainable success where you're comfortable with what you eat you're not always starving you're always feeling too hungry and then we just monitor the weight loss as well and that is how I'm going to transition into or why I would transition transition say that 10 times over into metabolism. So when we talk metabolism, 
we talk about how our body regulates calorie expenditure, you know, our, through our hormones, through uh, our activity, through whether we're sedentary, we're moving, things like that. So metabolism is always constantly changing. So the the when someone says, oh, I just have a bad metabolism or I just have a poor metabolism or I just have a good metabolism, those things can be changed through dieting, through exercise, through stress, through sleep. All of those things play a factor in your overall metabolism. Now, we're talking weight loss, a uh, good subject. We transition into the belly fat. We talk metabolism. Something very important that we need to look at, a lot of people do um, over the course of their dieting or when people take on dieting is we usually go from, especially in the, in the health and fitness, is we usually go from this like sedentary, I do nothing to trying to take on the world overnight trying to exercise five days a week, trying to eat perfectly, reducing calories from, say, 3,000 to 2,000. We just wipe out 1,000 calories right out of the bat. So let me give you a little rundown how I know how to best frame this as to what will, what happens with your metabolism, all right? So you're somebody eating 3,000 calories a day, and you your body's like, well, I don't need all this. I just need, like... 1800 but whatever i'll just store it for later so your body gets used to this storing of body fat and then you reduce by like a thousand all right so when it ends up happening right off the bat you're going to see a massive amount of weight loss because your body still is kind of in that like that go mode right it's taking all the calories and now it's not getting enough calories so it's just burning just burning off what you have, what you're, what you're giving it, um, and then you're obviously your fat tissues you're gonna burn off because you're mo- you're you're moving more, you're expending more energy, and then what ends up happening is we kind of slow that down. The body gets efficient. The body adapts to kind of where we are, uh, and and the stimulus or the choices that we're ma- we're making. So we've reduced calories from 3,000 to 2,000, we've, we've eliminated 1,000 calories. Your body now is used to eating over, the, you know, there's always that lagging effect. That's why in the beginning you're going to lose a, a bunch of weight and you're going to kind of then stagger out. What ends up happening is when we, when we go too far into a deficit too fast is the body adapts to that. The body's like, okay, we're used to getting a shit ton more energy and now you're, de- you know, depriving it, that of us. So we got to get really good at doing the same functions or a lot of the same functions for less energy. Now the metabolism starts to slow down. It starts to be more efficient with the 2,000 that you're giving it instead of the 3,000. So as long as you're, of course, in the beginning, as long as your energy levels are exceeding the calories in, you will continue to lose weight. You'll burn a lot of the... um, adipose tissue off or the fat cells off you're not actually losing the fat cells you're just decreasing or burning the triglycerides that are inside of the fat cell because what ends up happening with a fat cell is it just expands we we don't lose or gain any fat cells we just they either get bigger or they shrink so they start to shrink they start to empty we'll say the fat cells start to empty 
And we get really good at at that 2,000 calorie thing. So at some point, we hit a wall or some sort of plateau where maybe we're like, we're not losing any more weight. We're, we're exercising. We're like, we don't know what's going on. So we, then we pump down and we do, and we, we continue going down that road. We drop it another five or a thousand. Now we're at a thousand calories, which is not really a sustainable amount of energy for most people. And our body again is like, what is going on? Okay. So you shed a bit of, bit of fat and then your metabolism drops even lower. You get you might even feel, you know, the ends of your fingers might be cold. You might just generally be cold all the time. Body reg- heat regulation in the body starts to kind of downregulate a little bit where you don't have the energy. Your body's trying to partition everything so that the brain operates, the heart operates. Everything is still functional off of this 1,000 calories and using the fat tissues as well. So, yes. We can go from that 3,000, 2,000, 1,000. Yes, we can lose a lot of fat. Yes, we can get our weight down by doing that method. The biggest problem is, is we leave the metabolism blown to shit. So now it's down. It's not, it's super efficient and it's slow as fuck. Now, sustainability at 1,000 calories is not ideal. Most people here... In fact, I'd say 99% of people, because I can't say 100, but I can, you know, I'm going to get it fairly close. At some point, are going to overindulge or they're going to go in the other direction. Okay. So you've lost 30 pounds. You're feeling pretty good. You've starved yourself. You're playing that mental game. On the other end of that, now with the slow metabolism, again, we have that lagging effect. We start to consume more, and generally, you're not going to go from 1,000 to 1,200. You're going from 1,000 to 2,000, maybe to 3,000 calories out of the gate. So right out of the gate, we've increased this massive amount of calories. Again, we were talking about how slow our metabolism was in the beginning, and now your body's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're giving us all this food. We're get, we're really good at functioning the body on a low amount of calories. So what we're going to do is we're just going to store all this. So all those fat cells that shrunk the last time you lost weight, they start to fill up again. And they actually fill up more. So they get packed full of triglycerides, full of water. They, they expand. And now you've that 30 pounds you just lost rapidly you've just regained 40 on the back end of it because we played this game where we we did this massive reduction of calories and we just stung our metabolism. So that's kind of the crash or the most popular way that people on their own like to lose weight. It shouldn't happen like that. Again, when we talk weight loss or we talk sustainable long-term health, We also have to look at something that's going to serve us over time that we're not making these massive uh, weight influxes uh, because over time that's just going to damage the shit out of your metabolism and it's going to make it really, really difficult to lose weight again. So every time you play the weight loss, weight gain game, you get diminishing returns. It becomes harder and harder and harder to do. So this is the proper way that we like to go about this. 
We want to ramp the metabolism in a different way. We want to play with that metabolism a little bit. We want to make sure that we are making slow decreases in calorie intake. And it does, it serves two purposes. It allows for that lagging effect of the body and, and your hormones and everything to kind of follow suit. It doesn't really stunt the metabolism. You kind of still, you're, you're burning uh, at a steady rate. The second thing it does is it helps with habits and behaviors. If you're used to constantly eating 3,000 calories a day and I said, hey, eat 2,700, that's not bad. That's not a big change. It's 300 calories. That's literally a bowl of yogurt with some blueberries in it. That's literally one bagel. You know what I mean? So you can eliminate one or two food items per day. Most people can do that. That's a that's a very achievable um, goal. That's a very achievable habit and pattern that people can follow. So that's how we do it. Okay, and we do, again over time we look at how, where is that taking us. In the beginning, we we you know let's reduce three hundred calories. Okay, two weeks have gone by, haven't lost a lot of weight. Maybe some of it was water. In the beginning, we had a little bit of water that came off. And now we're stuck. Okay, let's let's go down to 24 and really, um, and, and again, we need to make sure we're adding a lot of nutritious foods, a lot of highly, uh, highly, lots of vitamins, lots of minerals, things that are high in those things, phytonutrients, lots of vegetables, lean meats, things like that, sweet potato, we get onto that uh, more low glycemic side of things where we get that nice digestion over time. We stay satiated throughout the day. Our, our body functions properly. We're not always constantly hungry. So we do that, and then we start to watch and monitor the weight, right? Great thing to do. I advise everybody to take a before and after photo. This is also very, very good for your mental state. And the reason I say that is because when you live in your own body, it's very easy to just be like, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm looking fine. We'll do that until 40 pounds later. We'll be like, oh, shit. Where did all this weight come from? And literally, that's how it works. Kind of creeps up on you like that. Or a lot of people, it does anyway. So we take these pictures. And when we go on our weight loss journey and we start to say, no, I'm still got lots of fat around me or I'm still on this or I'm still that. Take those, take the time to look at week one, take the time to look at week three, take the time to look at week five and start to see those subtle changes in your body. It's going to promote you continuing on and being consistent. You're going to look and say, yeah, maybe I don't feel like I've lost a lot of weight, but man, you can sure tell in the picture or look at the definition starting to come through my shoulders or you'll start to see lines appear that weren't there before that are natural contours of, of the muscle uh, moving from you know one part, the insertion part to the origin or wherever it may be. So it's really exciting too, to, to look at those. A lot of people are embarrassed or ashamed or, or not, but... At the end of the day, it's not like when we talk coaching and professionalism, yes, I, I look at these pictures all the time, but I really look at these pictures and, and as a third party to, to, not, to not judge, but to critique and look at weight loss. It's a tool. It's a visual tool for both the client and the coach to utilize for um, results because the scale is not always the best way to do it because... 
you have water. You're you're mainly a water. I mean, a, a good percentage of your body is water. So changing weight and fluctuating with weight can happen with the consumption and the regulation of water. So we could very well be losing fat. We could be gaining muscle, not seeing the, the difference on the scale or these these minor changes on the scale, and and get and then we start to get disappointed with ourselves. Geez, I've only lost a pound in, in in a month. This is terrible. But yet you look at picture, you look at week one, and you compare it to week four, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, that's a completely different person. Sure, because maybe you've lost two pounds of fat, you've put on half a pound of muscle. And as a result of that half a pound of muscle, because we hold more water when we have more muscle, because muscle's made up of water, we have that slight inflex on the scale. So remember, photos are great. And I don't mean stand in front of the mirror every day. That doesn't work. Again, subtle changes that you see with yourself every day, you're not going to notice. This is the biggest thing when we talk weight gain, right? We can do that on the other end of the scale too. For people looking to gain weight or people that are tired of dieting or coming out of some sort of diet, you've got that picture. Look at where you're going. Where is that weight adding up, right? You're going to notice this with your clothing too. There's another really good benchmark when it comes to um, you know, fat loss or, or, or weight gain of some sort, muscle gain is how do your clothes fit? Are they feeling tighter? Are you feeling them around the midsection, the waist, the pants, the legs? Um, You know, one big thing that I, a good problem, I guess, to have when I was really trying to put on a lot of muscle, you know, back when I was getting what I call newbie gains, you know, I was was getting bigger really fast, you know, naturally, uh, and I'm natural, by the way. I don't I don't mess with any of the drugs. That's a completely different. I don't even know where that came from. I don't know why I even threw that out there. Nonetheless, um, is my thigh, my quads were getting bigger. So putting on a pair of jeans, I'd have this from the knee down. I'd have this loose fitting jean, and from the knee to the to the hip was like super tight. So I had to change and adjust the jeans or that I would have to buy. Right. So noticing where we increase size things like that t-shirts how they fit how does your belt fit are you adding a notch are you loosening a notch things like that super important um so when we talk metabolism again we want to make that slow transition with calories we don't want to go from zero to hero uh overnight now a lot of you may or may not you may watch YouTube or you may look at you, uh, Instagram or Facebook and see a lot of these professionals doing like 10,000 calorie challenges, 5,000 calorie challenges. Now, like keep in mind, if you're eating a regimented 2,500 calories a day and, and you're exercising on a regular basis and you are muscular and you're doing all of these things and you're in that space and you're consistent, um, Throwing a day of 10,000 calories might actually increase for the short term your metabolism slightly uh, and have zero or very little effects on fat gain. But that's because they're doing it once. Now, if you're a normal person who's very sedentary or inconsistent with movement, you do not have a lot of muscle mass on your body and you're trying to eat 10,000 calories a day, that's a complete disaster and you should not do that. 
that's going to go straight to your ass or your gut or your back fat. Just saying. So perception is everything, and I think that's something I always talk about just to kind of wrap this up, um, is never, ever, 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 as hard as it is, okay, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I do it too, but I, I, this is a this is a, a work in progress. It's never compare yourself to anyone else when it comes to aesthetics, things like that, and I'll tell you why. First of all, perception is everything. When you look at a photo, we don't know for sure if that photo has been photoshopped. If it hasn't, the person in the photo is ripped to the bone. That's their, they may have worked at that for 16 weeks. They may have gone on a ridiculous, very monitored diet and had to go through. They may not be healthy. There could be other things. They may be a very lean person to begin with. They may have a lot of muscle mass. Their metabolism is really high. There's a whole bunch of factors that go with that. That may not be conducive to where you are, what you particularly want to go. I mean, at the end of the day, bone structure we can't change. Some people are going to have a bigger waist than others. You know, I am very blocky when it comes to my bone structure. I'm never going to have the little tiny waist, um, you know, no matter what I do, no matter how much weight I lose or how lean I get, I just look a certain way. To manipulate that, I'd have to get a bigger back, bigger shoulders, bigger chest, and kind of build outward from the top down uh, to try and achieve the same effect. But at the end of the day, when I look in the mirror, I'm just like, this is Mike. He's functional. He's healthy. He feels good every day. And be happy with that. If you are wanting to take the, it to the next level, and get to like these ultra lean, ultra muscular, whatever that goal is for you, you need to only focus on you and how you look. Who gives a shit about what anybody else looks like or thinks? Uh, we get too caught up on that. We get too caught up on how we should look. Or, oh, geez, you know, Hugh Jackson, Jackman, whatever the heck his name, Wolverine there, looks amazing. Yeah, well, that's him. You know, and he's got a, a team around him, and his whole job for four months is to get in shape, eat foods that are handed to him that are pre-measured. Everything is everything is done for those people. They spend a lot of money on trainers, nutritional coaches, chefs, psychologists. They have a team of people around them, massage therapists, chiropractors, everything. A massive team around them to get them from there to there. If you have the money... Try it. Go hire a coach. Go hire a personal trainer. Get your food made for you or go to the, you can do the, the meal prep thing, you know, constantly and then just live in that world for three or four months and you'll get in amazing shape just like they do. Again, they do it for the film career. If I, if I said to you, here's a role, I want you to play a role in a movie. I'll give you a million dollars, but I need you to look a certain way by July 1st, I promise you that 99% of you are going to look that way come July 1st because there's a million dollars on the line. There's a, you know, there's you in a movie uh, on the line. So again, we have to take it for what it is. We have to look at the perspective of it. Why does that person look a certain way? Maybe they're, you know, you look at Mr. Olympia bodybuilders, you, you, you endorsements, supplement companies, uh, you know, the Olympia pay, paycheck is 
you know, 600000 to a million dollars for first place and probably continually rising like all the other ones do. But, you know, it's they're setting out to do, to be the best in the world at what, what it is they do. So their philosophy around life is completely different than you or I. If you have kids in a full-time job and you love to do Netflix on Thursdays and Saturdays and Mondays happens to be KFC day, you're probably not ever going to step on the stage of an Olympia because you are not living the life that you need to or maybe you're not willing to give any of those things up to get there. So always take in mind perspective and always be realistic with where you are in life right now. Currently, you know, whether that's like, you know, stressful, anxiety levels are high, you're you're unemployed, you know, is it fair for you to go on this massive health kick currently if it's not mentally healthy for you probably not are there changes you should be making gradually maybe small wins that you can you can look forward to every day absolutely 100% and i think that's where we need to put our focus don't be hard on yourself as well all right i hope that uh answers most of your questions guys we talked belly fat again we can't spot reduce fat we need to be consistent we need to be patient when we want to eliminate fat from some of those stubborn areas. Stick with it. Um, keep going. Keep exercising. Be realistic with your goals. If it's to lose belly fat, and that is an absolute goal, and if you're dead set on it, then you have to mentally be prepared to do whatever it's going to take to get that done. And it, patience and consistency are the two things that are going to get you there. We talk metabolism. Again, there is a right and a wrong way. Okay. I'm going to rephrase that. There is a better or best way to lose weight and not shoot your metabolism square in the forehead. Slight gradual habit forming changes, slight reduction calories, and monitoring and measuring our food and patience and consistency over time. We dive into a um, massive calorie deficit. We're playing Russian roulette with our metabolism slowing down, then having to speed back up. And again, we talk about the fat cells, um, you know, that are there that are only going to get bigger. Every time we we rapidly lose weight, uh, and the moment we go in the other direction, we're going to rapidly regain weight. So remember, lose real fast, gain real fast. Lose slow and patiently and consistently, gradually, and you can maintain that. Um, and should be able to maintain that for the rest of your life. I hope that answers you guys' questions. It's been a wonderful episode of the podcast, the live Facebook Q&A. I thank you guys all for your questions. If you have more questions, please hit me up on Facebook. Um, I've got multiple sections on there talking topics, questions, health and fitness. Shoot something my way. Let's talk about it. Let's get it on the uh, podcast. I will answer it. Again, please subscribe. Share with your friends. Head over to uh, my private Facebook page and get on board. Help with get help with other people. Get help from me. And if you are looking for one-on-one coaching and want to dive down that direction and have some accountability, have some support, I've had massive success with the clients I currently have. Um, hit me up, DM me, and uh, let's talk about your particular goals. Let's talk about where you see yourself 
three months, six months, a year from now and get you going in the right direction and get you learning and, and focused in on the important things, the foundation. We build that foundation so that you can sustain that for life. Again, thanks, guys, and stay tuned again every Monday uh, at 6 a.m. Mountain Central Time. This episode will launch on Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Central Time, Friday for Fathers. The special series for you dads will air on Friday. So thanks again for everybody, for everybody, to everybody. I'm your host, Michael Sobkew, and we'll see you guys on the next one.